0: Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, and accumulate and enjoy more money. Well, we've heard about the stamp duty holiday coming to an end and a lot of people have been predicting that prices would fall as this this massive demand for properties levels off or dips. And, and that is exactly what's happened. House prices dropped in June by only half a percent but it's, it's a drop after we, we saw you know nearly a year of month-on-rises, month-on-month-rises. Uh, now, the annual property price rise is still up near the 9%. And I think that the Halifax uh, have, have said it's 8.8%. The, a nationwide survey that I, I talked about about a week ago said it was higher. It was more like 13%. Um, because these are lender figures. These are figures from these two biggest lenders. They're not the official... Uh, figures from land registry but it you know they'll be there or thereabouts uh, but the, the average price of a house you know rose by 21,000 pounds which is is really more than most people would save on, on the stamp duty holiday so a lot of people were scrambling to buy properties and paying more for that property than they could possibly save um, and so you know the, the average price according to the lender is now 260,000 across the the, the UK quarter of a million pounds um or maybe they're talking about england wales and northern ireland not scotland but you know in in parts of the southeast an average price of a house in in the suburbs areas is more like a half a million pounds so it's very difficult for people to to get on the ladder now people were buying houses perhaps not just because of the stamp duty but because they wanted a bigger house um and you know prices in that bracket went up by higher they they went up by by 10 percent or Uh, you know some for the larger houses uh, they went up by 47,000 pounds in cash terms which is way more than people would save on stamp duty but some people argue that it was not just about the stamp duty they wanted to buy a house there's a shortage of property still so they, they still needed to buy and move whether it was a stamp duty holiday or not and and you know thousands of people missed the deadline of course there are people with sitting in a in a chain of of buyers and sellers who could not complete by the 30th of June and the government will no longer extend that that, uh, that stamp duty holiday because of course they extended it from March. It's been going on for nearly a year now and obviously this, this ends up costing all the taxpayers money because that's less revenue that the government got from stamp duty uh, and so it has to be found somewhere and it, it all costs the taxpayer money at the end of the day. Um, but... That that's that's where it is, you know. That, that's where we are. Uh, I, I personally think stamp duty is an obscene tax. Anyway, to, to tax a young couple maybe ten or fifteen thousand pounds to to buy a property is is obscene, especially when you consider that they are rowing their own boat. They're 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 buying their own place. They're not saying to the to the government or the council, "Oh, you got to house me because I've got nowhere to live. I've got four kids." Uh, they they are saying, "No, we are going to buy somewhere ourselves." whether that means they have to move way out into the suburbs and travel into town every day or, or whatever or or borrow from their parents or grandparents they are are taking the initiative to buy their property and they shouldn't be taxed like this yeah it's okay to have a stamp duty used to be one percent it was it was a nothing tax you could easily just pay it out of short change it was you know you you might pay you know on a hundred thousand pounds you pay a stamp duty of a thousand pounds it's hardly here here nor there but uh Anyway, that, that's that's my little rant about, about stamp duty. Now, in other parts of the country, they uh, seaside towns are getting a bit upset with with all you London people coming in buying our properties down in, in our seaside towns, and, and they're getting a bit you know pissed off with it because London buyers are uh, able to maybe remortgage their properties and buy a second home in somewhere like Ke- uh, Devon, Cornwall, uh, Norfolk. Uh, and and now increasingly Wales, because Devon and Cornwall have gone up so much, it's so expensive now, that they've been pushed out of those areas, uh, you know, where they might have to pay, you know, in Dorset and Devon, you know, maybe five, six hundred, seven, a million pounds for a property, they can go to Wales and buy something much cheaper. Um, So there's one uh, Welsh authority, Gwynedd, it's up in the the south, uh, the northwest coast, which is a lovely village on the sea. Uh, They have decided to hit, homeowners who buy their homes for second homes or holiday homes uh, with double uh, double uh, council tax. So they're doubling the amount of council tax they would charge to anybody who has a second home in, in that area. And that, the, the council has said it would raise an extra three million a year to pay for social housing, which that might be true but councils already can build social housing they have money they have access to very low cost borrowing from the government but they won't do it you know it it baffles me why they won't build more council properties and solve the housing crisis don't forget i was a councillor for 10 years and i used to ask my council why won't you buy uh, build more uh, council properties they said no we don't want to do that because people might buy them later on under a right to buy what well at least they're in a house at least that they've that they've been housed they're not in in a temporary accommodation or a hotel or they're not moving hundreds of miles away to afford a property they're in a property and in any case most of them wouldn't be able to afford to buy such an expensive house anyway so so but anyway as i was saying the councils won't build the, these these properties for for people so now they want to tax um you know second homeowners who you know, could argue that it's their right to buy property where they want uh, they're bringing money into the economy but the councils argue that you know you've got an area where maybe 10 20 percent of the properties are all empty most of the time and therefore that, that the life in that town or village has been destroyed because there's only weekenders there and probably in the winter they don't go there i mean wales is a pretty bleak cold place most of the year you know you got wind blowing off the the, the irish sea it's it's it, this is not like sunny Bournemouth, you know, it's, it's a different kettle of fish. So I, doubt, I doubt if people would go there in the winter. So they're, they're annoyed that, you know, local people have been pushed out by these wealthier buyers from London. And uh, it, it's destroying the makeup of the, of the town and the, and the village life and that sort of thing, which is, is true. It, 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 is, it, it is happening. And, and, and people in Cornwall have been long complaining about this. And, and it's it's long been a problem in wales uh, swansea council swansea city are planning to do the same thing and uh, there's there's always been a bit of hostility with with the welsh uh i, I remember even going back you know 40 years i remember reading about uh, people's houses being burned down by it was it the angry brigade or the red brigade from from wales i don't know but the welsh government are you know pretty socialist lot and uh, the, uh, the socialists love raising taxes so they can spend other people's money that's what they do but something has to be done about this obviously it's, it, it's a serious issue if people from london can you know pull out uh, you know a couple of hundred thousand pound of equity from their million pound home that's just an ordinary house it's nothing special and and, and so let's go and buy a cottage in in wales and you know that it but something has to be done to, to solve the problem of The local people in those villages not being able to afford to live there any longer after maybe living there for generations. Now, talking about money, is is cheap money fueling these price rises and the possible bubble? Uh, Well, well, I think part of it is to do with that. Now, um, mortgages are so cheap; you can get mortgages at you know one percent, which is which is ridiculous. I have had a mortgage years ago at sixteen percent, sixteen and a quarter percent was one of the highest mortgages I paid for for my first flat, and it was a killer. Um, but, but now you, you can get, I mean, the NRL, NRLA, the, the Landlords Association have, are, are acting as a sort of a, an intermediary. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit of extra money for them. They get a broker fee for it. Um, it's a bit of affiliate marketing really. Uh, they're offering a two year fixed rate loan on a buy to let. This is not residential, which is usually cheaper. Two year fixed rate loan at 1.25%. That's one and a quarter percent. Uh, and th- th- they'll give you free legal fees as well, and a £250 cashback. You know, it, it, it's crazy, isn't it? That means on a you could borrow a million pounds, and if you you did it on interest only, your monthly repayments would just 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 over a thousand a month. It, it it's crazy. You couldn't rent a million pound property for a thousand a month. You'd be looking at you know, if I think about million pound properties around here, two thousand a month, maybe a bit more, two and a half. Uh, a million pounds a four-bed house you know is it, it's, it's so that that cheap money is perhaps encouraging people to, to 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 pull money pull equity out of their property and buy second homes or certainly it, it's encouraging people to borrow huge amounts when they're they're buying the, even their first property but rates will not stay like that forever uh, because inflation is already starting to to rise in in america and the uk so i i i see Uh, inflation pushing up we all know that things are costing more don't we even the bank of england admitted that prices of food and things were going up uh, like crazy and but they said it would be temporary but we know that commodities have gone up so oil uh, cost of transport as well and 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 lots of things have just gone up in price and and so that's inflation the 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 official figures are still showing inflation at around two percent but gradually they will come through and show higher costs And then the government will have to do what they usually do to stop inflation. And that's raise interest rates. However, the government are in a bit of a in between a rock and a hard place because, you know, they need inflation to to devalue the amount that they have borrowed, the trillions that they have borrowed in and and printed. Now, they've got to pay that back at some stage. So if they issue government bonds, which are loan notes and borrow, you know, a trillion dollars and those loan notes have got to be paid back in 10 or 20 years time, then as long as there's inflation, that trillion dollars will probably be worth like half a trillion by the time they've paid it back. And it's the same thing when you borrow on a mortgage. You know, by the time you end up paying that mortgage over years and years, you know, inflation has eroded the value of that borrowing. So it's reduced the the borrowing, but it, it it has increased the value of your property. So the government need inflation, but they also need low interest rates because if interest rates go up, they are usually then paying a higher interest rate on their borrowing as well. So they can't hike up rates too much because it would bankrupt governments. But on the other hand, inflation is going to start pushing prices up and, and there may be a need to, to start increasing uh, interest rates. So you know, on that million pound example, if rates went up by 1%, then you know their payments will, will, will double also that they'd start paying two thousand pounds a month uh, so th- there you go well that that's that's what the situation is at the moment will this uh property price bubble burst and, and and will we see a massive reduction we don't know nobody knows but what i do know is that the the stock market has been rising since the, the last crash so more than 10 years now property price has been rising for more than 10 years now and, and these things never last they never have done you don't see property prices rising up and up and up like this for you know 15 20 years it just doesn't happen they might in some areas gradually go up but this is not a gradual rise this is like you know rises of 10 12 percent in a year and and more than that in previous years so that's that's history uh history could repeat itself and we could see some sort of crash it could be a non-property related matter that causes the markets to crash in the in the last financial crisis it was uh, uh, these second home uh, sorry these uh, mortgage-backed securities which were uh, junk mortgage-backed securities sold as prime mortgage-backed securities when that that collapsed it, it caused the markets to collapse all over and then the property market as well but so it could be something like that it could be something that just uh, uh triggers uh, some sort of panic in the market and then the stock market will tumble like a like dominoes and michael burry who predicted the 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 last crash in in 2000 and made a fortune from it he has said that th- 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 there is what's coming is the mother of all crashes and the mother of all uh depressions that that is that is coming now you may remember him in that that film about the crash uh which i can't remember the name of the movie now but you you catch it on netflix or prime or something and uh he was the guy playing the drums the mad the mad sort of investment banker who was playing the drums uh, to, to all this loud music through his earphones you remember that the heavy metal drum kit he had in there and he, he is uh, you know financial genius which predicted the, these these problems as a, as a few other people did at the time so uh, he's now predicting the same thing is going to happen again because we've also got things like uh, you know, funds and people buying cryptocurrency on that is leveraged they borrowed money to buy it we've got uh, leverage things like that and if that starts to collapse then you know, if cryptos go down, stock market goes down, the property's got to follow. So I, I'm just a bit cautious at the moment about uh, you know buying anything unless you can get a really good below market value deal. Now, of course, if you're buying somewhere to live, then, you know, whether the price goes up or down in the next few years is, is, is neither here nor there. You need somewhere to live. And usually buying is cheaper than renting in most cases, uh, although that that did change recently, it's leveled out now. But in, in general, over the long term, it's better to buy than rent if you're wanting somewhere to live. So a little pricing fluctuation doesn't matter. But if you're buying somewhere to, to flip, if you're buying a property now and you plan to turn it into six flats or something and then flip it next year, then, you know, you, that, that is a bigger risk. So you've got to have your plan B, maybe say, well, if I can't get my money back on, on the development and the flip, then... Could I rent these properties out? Could I keep them and and refinance them for a longer term loan? So just be careful with with things like development projects and flips. Make sure you've got enough uh, comfort in there to to get you through if prices should should dip. So so thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed this, then please like and share uh, uh, on on whatever you're watching this on, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or or you're looking at my podcast on iTunes. Um, do, Do like it, share it if you can. And do follow me on other social media. And I'm also offering, uh, if, if you're looking to, to change your financial situation, if you're looking to improve your financial situation, like, you know, you're earning money, but you never seem to quite be able to accumulate money or, or save money or get money, put money together or keep money, then I'm offering a free wealth accelerator discovery coaching call uh, to, to, to a small number of people in, in the next week or so I don't have many slots available. So please click on that link below and you can book yourself into to a slot for the free Wealth Accelerator Discovery coaching call, which could transform your life. Thanks for listening and have a, have a great day. And I, I'll, I'll speak to you again very soon.